Welcome to the Manor. Welcome to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. And welcome to Mead Episode 2. Yay! Wherever it falls in at. But for all I know, I'm going to put this one up first. But we recorded it second. So, so, so last time we talked about more of the Celtic-y things with the Isle of Honey, um, also called the Honey Isle of Belly, also called Evis, which is Welsh for Isle of Honey. <laughs> um, so this time, talk more about the, the sort of Germanic culture, which would be Germany, the Anglo-Saxons, eventually the English. So this also has to do with English, uh, Norse. Um, Them's types of people. Guess what I'm holding in my hand. Ooh, are you holding a mead? At one point, it was, yes. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, you know, you thought I was talking about the one that was in my fridge. I no. did. <laughs> so you just told me about it. You drank that pretty damn quick. Yeah, I did just tell you about it. Um, is, it a, is it a bee nectar bottle? Um, no, it is not. Is it, it is. one of my bottles? No. Well, then just tell me what the hell it is. <laughs> It is a empty bottle of Viking blood. Ooh, I've seen that. Is it good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, unfortunately, it's uh, kind of expensive. <laughs> that is so, why I've seen it. <laughs> I've, I've had the Viking blood, just one bottle. And the bottles are nice because they're clay. So it's a good solid bottle if you need to hit somebody <laughs> with it. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. hopefully you won't need to do. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying if you have to, it's, it's a good solid bottle. You're sitting um, there in Valhalla and everybody else is fighting. All you got in your hand is a clay bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's it's made um, in Norway, right? Or Sweden? It or? is. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I believe it is, though. Um, I mean, I know it's important. I just, I'm not sure which Yeah, Viking Dansk, style. Dansk Mjod, I guess. Mjod is the... I, 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 my, my Norwegian's not really good. <laughs> I'm assuming the listeners by now know that we both suck at different languages. I just looked it up. So it's Denmark. Yeah. And it's 19%. Yeah. 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 It, it was good stuff. Um, and I've wanted to get more, but like I said, bottles are about 30, $35 a bottle. Yeah. Um, and they've got other, other kinds that I wanted to try. I just haven't. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I actually might too if I ever buy one. Yeah. But for 30, 35 bucks, I can like make a whole batch of mead. Yeah. If it's not as good, I can have two or three gallons. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, the mead uh, that you made that is in my fridge, uh, there is no label on it. Uh, Put something on the cap. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. And I think it's supposed to be a jack-o'-lantern, but I'm Ah, not sure. You got one of my Hello Meads. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because you put, I think you put a K on it too or something. But something that would be works. my second batch then. Yeah, I haven't tried it. <laughs> Not yet. But. Well, 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 I'll talk more about it in, in episode three because, I'll, you know, that way I can talk about a few that I've made and kind of discuss how to make it. It, it just sounds disgusting to some people, but it actually has pumpkin and pumpkin spice in it. Yeah, if you don't it like pumpkin spice. So, in the other episode, you'd ask me if mead started, uh, you know, you're asking where it started from. Yeah. yeah mead yeah. is the Sanskrit word for honey. Medu. Okay. Okay. So, so it's Sanskrit. Uh, I mean, it's an Indo-European language, but it's yeah. Sanskrit. Cool. So, so now instead of Celts, although we're still talking about some of the same isles because we're going to talk about Germanic cultures, which includes England. Uh, but the, for example, mead was the drink of the gods, especially the, the Norse 
gods. There's a lot of folklore and mythology about that. And yeah. they, they talk about having whole vats of mead while devouring roast oxen, which sounds like a pretty kick-ass night to me. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Would, would those be flagons of mead? Yes. Definitely okay. quaffing of the flagons of the mead. Okay. <laughs> There's uh, quite a few in both Germanic, Norse, and, and Welsh even. Uh, they actually like to use bullhorns. So they would use ah. the horns and they would have nice silver-tipped horns. So they'd be real fancy and, and really sweet. Yeah. I know, uh, oh, was it King Huel? Uh, I've got to try to remember the, the Welsh. But I know King Harold in Norway used a horn, for example. And King... Uh, one of the Mercian kings also, and, and I love Mercian stuff, uh, King King Wiglaf, I think. Okay. I, I never know. I can't remember offhand. It's Wiglaf or Wiglaf. I can't remember which one. Yeah. I don't know. It's not important. But they like to use the, the silver-tipped bullhorns, so they drink okay. horns of mead. Mead was used a lot to, for boasting and for making deals. Okay. So whenever you want to have a, an agreement of some kind, you drink meat over it, and uh, for any of our listeners who like Neil Gaiman, and you should, and you should, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's he's fantastic. Uh, definitely be talking about him sometime since he's in the top five of my favorite authors of all time. Anyway, American yes. Gods were Mister Wednesday. Um, I'm not gonna do spoilers. And the <laughs> protagonist Shadow Shadow Moon uh, have an agreement, and Shadow takes three drinks of mead to make it yeah. official. But yeah, I mean, even in Norse mythology, would they talk about mead quite a bit? And I mean, just in uh, Beowulf, uh, you'll see it the the mead hall in Beowulf in Anglo-Saxon yeah. literature. Mm-hmm. They have the mead hall, and that's where they do their boasting. And when when we say boasting, we don't necessarily mean in, in a well. I mean, modern culture would probably look at it as boasting in a bad way, but that's what they did. Yeah. And, well, you have to at that time. I mean, you you had to, you know, kind of kind of brag about your accomplishments. Yeah, that's that's how you got noticed, notoriety. Yeah, yeah. And if, some, you hadn't, if you hadn't accomplished anything, then nobody's going to hire you to protect their meat hall. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> and of course, that's that's also how they sometimes work themselves up to get some some nice spine, just to, to gird their loins and have some fortitude. Yeah. Although I I think also as pretty bad form to boast too much when people knew you were full of shit well yeah there's that <laughs> yeah well yeah, I, yeah it's it's that thing if you really shouldn't if you can't back it up <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't be saying it yeah yep uh, so so i think last episode i talked about honey and ireland and how it wasn't brought over to the norman conquest yes uh, but that does the same thing in england um till the normans brought it over honey was still the the main sweetener for the anglo-saxons too of course, the Normans came over and okay. took over the Anglo-Saxons, England, before they then went over to yeah. Ireland. Well, I about went off on a tangent there myself to start bitching about things. That's a whole completely different episode. <laughs> uh, and and here's the thing: I would be right there with you bitching about it, even even though if I've done my 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 genealogy right, I supposedly can trace some of it back to Norman France. Me too. <laughs> Uh, I can't. If it, if it's right. <laughs> well, could be that that's true because when they came over and the main people, you know, all the the 
uh, aristocrats and, and kings and everybody came over. They they got to hump about whoever they wanted. So there's a pretty decent chance all of us are descended from some sort of king. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know how last episode you guessed 1700s for the, the sweetener? Yeah. So even though the Normans brought it over, honey was still the main sweetener into the 1600s because the lower classes could only use honey. The upper classes are the only ones that could afford sugar. So in a way, you were a lot closer than you thought for... 90% of the population. <laughs> so uh, sugar was available, but honey was still used until much later. So, but mead was still important. I mean, into Anglo-Saxon times and, and for quite a while, mead was highly important. If you stopped at a tavern in almost mm-hmm. any town or village, they were probably going to have mead on hand. Uh, it was always used at royal banquets, uh, used by the monks a lot. Um, yeah. th- there, there were writings that actually give the amount. So, Athelwold, Bishop of Win- uh, well, Winchester is how I would say it as a yank. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's Winchester, I think, is, is how you would actually say it. I don't know. At least that, that's much closer than Winchester. <laughs> I've, I've never actually heard it pronounced any other way than Winchester. Well, um, maybe if we ever get anybody listening from England, they can let me know for sure. Yeah. Anyway, Athelwold uh, would allow his monks at dinner a sextarium of mead. Sextarium, by the way, is several pints. <laughs> now, I'm assuming that, so uh, in revolutionary era America, the colonies, yeah. uh, people, uh, even kids, would not drink water. They would drink cider, hard cider, alcoholic cider, or ale. But they were small beers, small ales. And yeah. so they're all low alcohol content, like seriously, one, two, three percent type of things. Because that's what you drink because you didn't want all the weird, nasty, creeping things, as Jamie Jeffers from the British podcast likes to say. Yeah. You know, all, the, all the nasty crap that you get when you ferment something, it kills a lot of that. So I would assume these meads were also more like three, four, you know, like very low alcohol content. Not like oh, that yeah. 12 to 14 percent stuff I make. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I guess it probably would be. But again, it's it's a, a, an assumption. It just says they get several pints. And, yeah. and I like the word sextarium. Sextarium. Huh. I've never heard that. I, well, outside of certain literatures, I have not either. That That's not this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there were three types of liquor made from honey by the Anglo-Saxons. Uh, mead proper, the most common and drunk by the common people. Uh, it was made by steeping the crushed refuse of combs after as much honey as could be extracted was already taken off. Hmm. So you take the honey off so you'd have the honey, and then the poor people would have the combs with that bit of honey that's left. So, of course, if you use that, there's not a lot of honey, so you're probably going to have a low alcohol mead. Right. Um, and then there's Morat, which was the uh, honey and water mead uh, with mulberry juice added. Okay. And then there was pigment, uh, which was honey and water, so mead, with spices added, which is what we now call methylene. Oh, okay. So they, they had different things. And it depends on what rung of society you're in. You know, if you're being served at the royal table, you're going to get something much nicer and tastier. Yeah. All the way down to the, the common people. Those poor common people. I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I mentioned a second ago that mead itself was still in common place for quite a while. Uh, you've got Sir Kenham Digby who described mead as a liquor of life. Uh, he was around in the 1600s, 1603 to 16. 65. Mm. Um, but it was shortly around that time that mead lost its preeminence. Some of the, the royals were starting to like wine from France and, and different places. So wine was becoming 
all the rage yeah. and everything, especially the, uh, uh, the, the Tudor dynasty, especially with their insistence upon foreign wines, kind of killed meat out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, right? <laughs> uh, Germany uh, saw a similar drop in meat production around the same time. A little earlier, though, the Reformation in Germany yeah. and then the Thirty Years' War. Uh, so it's a time frame of the 1500s into the 1600s. During this time, the mead houses dropped from about for every 13 that there were before this time to about one afterwards. So a uh, pretty huge drop. Wow. Mead, though, was still used a lot with the common people, which kind of goes a long way in explaining why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it's common in country houses much, much later. Uh, it was always used for weddings. And of course, many people may have heard that the term honeymoon actually comes from having enough mead, honey wine, to make it through a month, a lunar moon cycle, honeymoon. I have heard that. I keep forgetting it, but I have heard that. <laughs> there are famous places. Um, so yeah, it's starting to fall out, but there were exceptions. Uh, Lancash Lancashire or Lancashire uh, had a famous braggot up until late 1800s. A lot of towns celebrated Braggot Sunday during Lent. Country folk, especially country women, uh, still kept on being beekeepers and brewing mead at home and into very modern times. Hmm. So they, they are actually some of the people that really helped keep the old ways of being an apiarist and making mead yeah. into the common time. Cool. And did you know that getting stung by a bee is a cure for arthritis? I did not. So since I, I've been stung by a bee, does that mean I'll never have arthritis? No, no. You have to have it and get stung and it makes it better. Oh, um, I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to do that. <laughs> I, I actually heard about this before I did any research into this. My uncle Paul, uh -huh. my, my father's brother, did this. He kept bees and he would actually, when his hands were feeling arthritic, would get a bee and hold it and make it sting his hand or like somewhere along the wrist hand area. And he swears it helped. Well, I'm sure it made him forget about the pain of the arthritis. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> my, my clan is not known for its overly wise <laughs> decisions on things. <laughs> so, no, I've, I've, I, yeah, I was going to say something I've never heard before. So. Uh, Queen Elizabeth had her own mead recipe. So her, cool. her beekeeper, Charles Butler, actually wrote it down. And you can still find it online. Looks like awesome. a neat methaglen. Yeah, it's a, a spiced mead. So do you know the word for the drinking vessel that you drink mead out of? Uh, yeah, the, the olden time word, uh, not, you know, uh, not wine glass. Apparently it's not wagon. <laughs> oh, well, that's what we use. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I do not. What is, uh, what is the uh, so they're bowls, um, wooden bowls, because they would use silver cups and everything, but, but wooden bowls sort of taking the place. And these bowls were called mazers from the Middle English word maple, which was the wood favored to use the bowl, make the bowl out of. Oh, okay. Now, mazers could also drink, you could drink ale or wine out of. So a specific uh -huh. one for mead was the mether cup. All right. So would you, would you like some very fun fact linguistics? Yes. Good, because I was going to do this one no matter what. <laughs> uh, so, see, so bragging. See, I told, I told everybody in the other episode, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> you had your chance. You screwed it up. <laughs> you had your chance to show that I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, so, linguistically, uh, yes. braggot is a Welsh word. 
uh, that indicated beer possibly with honey and is now meant to use mead with, with beer grains. Some people, well, and this is how it ties in with the more Germanic thing, tries to say that it evolved from the Norse god. Guard, Norse guard? Yes. <sighs> the Norse god, Braga, which is bullshit. Linguistics tells us that it's Welsh, but it's neat yeah. to kind of see how yeah. people... I mean, I could, I could see how they could get, obviously. I mean, you know, it's probably the Victorians. The Victorians fucked everything up for a while. More linguistics fun. The word yeah. supper yeah. comes from the Anglo-Saxon supper, which means to drink. Really? As, yeah, as opposed to dinner, which comes from dinen, which is for to feed, huh. indicating that the later evening meal should consist of some kind of ale, meat, or wine. Hmm. I know, right? And hmm. evening comes from afen which is drinking time <laughs> see uh, which of course oh. you know back in the day when you're out herding sheep all day you come home all tired and grumpy you just want your meat or beer yeah hmm. i may have to change my diet <laughs> see <laughs> it's, it's the, the human condition to drink at night <laughs> apparently it is um, there's Odin's Mead of Inspiration, uh, also called the Poetic Mead, or the Mead of Sutinger, from the giant who Odin went and seduced the daughter of to get the mead. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, this was the inspiration for poetry. Um, in fact, poets of, of back in the day were actually called the bearers of the Mead of Odin. <laughs> and, and do you know where bad poetry comes from? Vogons? Damn it. I should have saw that coming. Eh, you bastard. Miles and miles away. <laughs> should have. Should have seen it like a big Vogon constructor fleet that hangs in the air, not unlike a brick. <sighs> so, you know, we're the world's fourth or the, the universe's fourth worst poetry comes from? Uh, where would that be? From drinking the urine created by Odin's mead. <laughs> Have you ever heard of wassail? I have. Interesting. Yes, I have. And Tell, yes, me, it no. is. <laughs> Tell me about it. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, so no. Well, These are your notes, damn it. <laughs> I know. So wassailing is, so mead was used a lot in social situations. We talked about drinking it while making bows and making packs. Mm -hmm. uh, so you seal a pack when you're drinking mead. And a part of this toast uh, the, the toasting part, the honoring with the drink, which is a significant part of the feasts uh, with the Norse and the Anglo-Saxons. And you'll see some of this in the Anglo-Saxon saga Beowulf, which, which we've talked about a few times now. We learn the appropriate salutation for drinking with mead, which is wassail or to be whole. Um, well, actually, the, the old English is like wassail, but I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. So um, Probably not. But. Yeah, it's W-A-C-H-T. So I don't know if the C-H has a sound or a sound or what uh no you're probably right on the first one i'm guessing from what little i remember from german yeah good well, i'm pretty sure the hail part is right even though it's yeah. spelled h-e-i-l um because the response is drink hail meaning drink hail yeah but anyway the, the first one the the behold the walk hail uh got messed around and became wassail so that's where we get wassailing from wassailing is the act of drinking to somebody's health or drinking to the health of trees to make sure the trees stay nice and healthy and produce wonderful fruit in the following year. Yes. Um, stemming from more pagan times, but they've actually started doing it a lot again in England. Really? Yeah. They, they have a few. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I was, I yeah. was considering seeing if anybody in my area wanted to sail around an orchard, but then I realized I, I live in very much 
uh, a Christian town. <laughs> and, and it's not a Christian town that would happily just go along with it just because it seems like fun and, and cool. Uh, no. No, they would. Uh, <laughs> so, again, I, yeah. have, I have no problem with Christians. I have no problem with heathens. I have problems with dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's actually about it. Uh, in the next episode, I'll, I'll actually talk about making a mead Anglo-Saxon style. But the only thing I'd like to add to this now mm-hmm. is that back in the day, the yeast that was used, and now it's easy to brew because you go down to the brew shop or you order it and you get your yeast packet and you're good to go. Yeah. Back in the day, the yeast would actually just come out from the wild. They would actually just take a branch because it had the wild yeast on it and stir the must or even beer, the, the wort, yeah. uh, with, with the branch and the yeast would get in there. And that's how it would ferment. But you huh. would sometimes see uh, a sign that would have a branch on it. And that would be an indication that you are someplace with beer or well, mead because they use the branch for the fermentation. Lindemans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and it, they do. Don't they use wild yeast? And Yeah, I think they actually leave their firm, like the, the building that they yeah. fer- the fermentation tanks it's open to the sky so they get a natural yeast in there yeah and that the wild yeast gives it that sour um really sour flavor i'll tell you what on that note i think we should end this episode so i can go get a beer okay sounds like a plan all right <laughs> uh so until next time i'm james <laughs> and i'm jody <laughs> see you later the macabre manor is brought to you by the twin terrors all rights reserved stay tuned for some fun outtakes Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode one of the Dr. Pepper Report. <laughs> Mether. Mm. Mether. No. <laughs> oh, man, I'm having about as much trouble talking to that as you are. <laughs> and then I was going to make a joke about speaking of wooden things that give wisdom. When you go to a Catholic school for eight years and the nuns use those big old wooden three-sided engineer's rulers. Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Jody salivating, huh? <laughs> that was some good stuff, man. Let me tell you. <laughs>